Good morning. This is Lisa coming to you from the ill, the Edwin Elder Library. And today we're on page 123 of Life After Grief, Choosing the Path to Healing by Rebecca Hayford Bauer. Uh, yesterday we talked a little bit about Lazarus, about how in the case of Lazarus, um, the glory of God was manifested in a physical resurrection. In Rebecca's case, the woman who wrote the story, she said the glory of God was shown through a Scared widow choosing to step into the future God was opening up for her. You know, it's true after our spouse's passing, as a, your life as a widow, for us women, you men as a widower, it's different. We've lost our better half. No matter if there was a woman who died for you men, she was your better half. Us women, our husbands was the better half. It took both of us to complete each other. In fact, my husband and I, we called each other the half of each other's heart. Um, I even wrote a song on our family CD, the New Dimension Family Band. It's called Half a Heart. I was born in Indiana in a town called Terre Haute. Can't talk this morning, but I was born in Indiana in a town called Terre Haute. Everyone thought I was normal, but I was born with half a heart. And then my husband, born in Goodland, Kansas, but grew up in Hutch's Son. Everyone thought he was a healthy child, a good brother and son. No one knew he was born with half a heart, and we was each other's heart. And God put us together years ago. It's a good song. You ought to get our family CD. But anyway, you can listen to it for free on YouTube. Or the, but anyway, um, lesson. I am complete in him, in Jesus our culture lives with a lot of movie theology believes that stem from the entertainment industry rather than from the word of God. Our culture lives, oh, I said lives, I think. Our culture lives with a lot of movie theology, believes that stem from the entertainment industry rather than from the word of God. One of the things our culture has come to believe in is the concept of finding the person who completes you. It sounds so romantic, but it just isn't true. The Bible says that God made people good. In fact, when Adam was going to be made one with the woman God created for him, he had to become incomplete by donating a rib. Before that, he was complete. When God created people, he made them good, complete, perfect. The crown of creation. Of course, once sin entered the picture, we were broken like everything else in creation. In our, in our brokenness, we do need completion. Scripture makes it clear, however, that we are complete in him. In Jesus, Colossians 2.10. In other words, people who are unmarried aren't halves running around trying to find their other half. It is God and only God through Jesus Christ who complete us. I've thought about this a lot because scripture also teaches us that when we marry, we become one with our spouse. This is more than just sex. Oneness of purpose and goals, joys and sorrows, commitment and values are all intended to be part of becoming one over a lifetime, Matthew nineteen five. In fact, Jesus said in nineteen six, Matthew nineteen six, while God is joined together, let no man put asunder. Don't let man separate. Either way, being joined together as one means not being separated, not just physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, or intellectually. We think the same, we believe the same, we're headed in the same direction. You know, let me insert right there. I did write another song <laughs> over the course of my life. I wrote a song. And said, I'm glad I'm married to a single man. So glad he asked my daddy for my hand. Single meaning one. I'm glad I'm married, but 
It also says he does his own things and I do mine, but we're together joined for life. With my husband's schedule, with our schedule, we were hardly ever together. And um, yes, we were joined for life as a married couple, but I didn't realize it at the time. But I think I wrote that song out of confusion uh, because I missed my husband, even when he was alive. And so I was doing a play on words. I'm glad I'm married to a single man. But, you know, you're either married or you're single. <laughs> you can't be both. You can't be both. It's like so many times. And when we did get together and talk, I, we were like poles apart on some things. We weren't one like we, like the Bible, like God intended for us to be um, in so many ways. But we did have we did have a love for God. We had a love for each other. We had a love for our family. And we had the purpose of making heaven our home. We were not unequally yoked together as far as we we both were believers and we would both love the Lord very much but that thing if I could have you know I say time and time again if I could have changed anything we would have worked during the day together or yeah together be ideal but I mean same hours and then had the evenings and nights together like most married couples do you know um me um having an empty bed because he's gone dead that's nothing unusual he was gone he worked nights I, so that part and this morning when i wake up and i say it's around five something i said honey i miss you i said of course if you were here you wouldn't be here you'd be at work if you were alive you'd be at work and i say that i find myself saying that a lot it was really our schedules was not ideal so if you out there if you're all listening to me and you have a choice you have a choice if you're still in the working age. If you're retired, you don't have to worry about that anyway. We was looking forward to retirement, my husband and I. We were looking forward to when he didn't have to be away, when he could be home. In fact, I got him a shed. We call it the bridge because it's got a, it's got a, a door. It's got a, um, you know, on the roll-up doors at both ends. When you broke them both up, it looks like a bridge. It's, it's 12 by 32, I think. It might be 30. But anyways, long and narrow, and uh, some call it the bridge. And I have his um, wood. We're going to have a wood shop in there, and his lawnmowers in there, and we have some tables set up. We were going. He prayed over it and said, "Lord, for he thanked God for Lisa's labor of love because I bought it for him, and he was praying that God would cover it with His blood and use it for His intended use." And we talked about starting a publishing company, a print shop kind of thing. And I'm, I'm planning on doing that, God willing. And um, the bridge. And I told him one morning, I said, let's name it the Traversity. Because you traverse from adversity. You, you traverse over the adversity. It's a bridge. And then later I said, well, maybe we should just call it the bridge. So, um, because I said, what do you think? He says, it means the same thing, right? I said, yeah. So he didn't care. He's leaving it up to me to name it, whatever. But... Um, you know, how a traverse rod, you know, curtain rod. Anyway, I came up with that name, but I don't know. I'd have to explain it to everybody all the time. But we thought of all these different things. So I told I told the girls, I said, I can do almost anything. Because me and Mark talked about all kinds of different things. Businesses, getting our stuff published. We wrote songs, sermons. I write stories, short stories. We dabble a little bit in sketching art, I guess, could be illustrate illustrations. 
just different things. But you know, all, all the things that we do have to be to the glory of God for his purpose, whatever he wants to do to bring him glory because we are complete in him. We're complete in the Lord no matter what else. You know, all the different what, what if. Mel- uh, Melanie and I were talking yesterday about if Mark would have went and got tested for COVID or got medical help. Um, he had bronchitis or, or pneumonia or something. He was going to the doctor for that, but nobody would treat him unless he would take the COVID test, and he refused to take the COVID test. And so since they he wouldn't do that, they wouldn't treat him. And there's just, you know, it's like, what if, if he would have got tested? Maybe he would have got help. Maybe he'd still be here today. You know, we could what if ourselves to death. We could what if ourselves constantly. But he did not want to go. He said, absolutely not. I got it even on my phone recording, voicemail. He said, Lisa, I've got to go to another doctor. They won't see me here. They want to give me a test. He said, absolutely not. It's right there on the recording. He did not want to do that. So that was his choice. That was his beliefs. That's what he felt strong about. Right or wrong. That's what he felt. And we can't judge him on that. Because we don't ever know. And we have to believe that if if God was not through with him, he would have got healed. He prayed, said, God, if you're not going to heal me, just go ahead and take me. He prayed that. So, you know, the Bible says, the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Mark got his answered prayer. He got delivered out of all his troubles. And I'm left here on the other end having to have my heart changed and my attitude changed from not one of loss, but of thanksgiving, that my husband got his answer. And now I'm here to finish whatever God began in us. He that began a good work in us is able to complete it. And if it's me starting a printing company and getting off all of our sermons and my songs and poems and podcasts and all that stuff published, if that's what God wants, then that's what I want to do. And if not, if none of that ever transpires, at least I still got this podcast and my Sunday devotionals on Hazelwood USA, our Mark and Lisa Peter YouTube channel. You know, we got those things that's still out there touching a life here or there. And that's all we have to say. Lord, we're here. You take our little and you make it a lot. You do what you want with it, God. Because little is much when God is in it. You know, it's not about us. That's when we have to come back to the beginning we are small we are little we are just one person at a time we are just one person that god can use to touch other people's lives and help them in their wholeness and then those people help somebody else in their whole you know we all have parts that need to be fixed (laughs) we're all we're all we all need help one direction or another you know um, some people might be short on money, and other people have a lot of money. But the people that have a lot of money, they got they're missing something, and they need to help have somebody that's the short on money help them to do something so they can <laughs> transfer of funds. Those kind of things are same thing with I use money for example, but the same thing with intellect, the know how. There's a lot of things I don't know how to do, like start a publishing company. I don't know how. But there's people that know how to. There's people there that have print shops, print books from start to finish. I was watching some tutorials, um, some videos on YouTube about how people do that. They, the um, 
the different printers that you can buy, the different, and I'm still like all metal in my head. It's like, I don't know where to begin. But you know, one day at a time, one, one step at a time. I've got printers here at home just with my computers. We start there, make brochures. You know, um, little um, little booklets out of eight and eight and a half by eleven. Then you buy those little binders, stick them in a notebook. You know, different things. There's different things you can do, and so that's what we do. Just start one time, a little bit at a time. <clears throat> But back to her book. The King James Version uses the more poetic phrase, put asunder. Either way, being joined together as one means not being separated, not just physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, or intellectually. We need to think the same, believe the same, and headed in the same direction. Like Adam, when we chose to become one with another person, we put, a, put ourselves aside, and so does that other person. One and one doesn't equal one. To become one with another person requires the willing sacrifice of our individual dreams, hopes, and goals to embrace a newly defined set of shared dreams, hopes, and goals. And it's an exciting, wonderful choice to make. I have some letters that my husband wrote me over the years and cards. And in them, I always talked about he wanted to see my dream come true. In fact, on the trash route, he would um, he bought me a... He bought me a Kurzweil keyboard like the church had, just one just identical like to it with his money from the trash route. Now, since then, it stopped working, and I've been trying to find another one like it uh, or similar. But um, he, his goal was for making realizing my dreams, and his dream was to be a minister. And um, my my goal in life was to, to pray that God would open the doors for him. Who knew that it was going to be online? I never knew that's what it was going to be. And it, had he lived longer, it may have transpired into something else. We don't know. But God knows. He, we do, uh, as a husband and wife, try to make e each other's dreams come true. And it's, it's really kind of ironic. Before my husband passed away, there was a young man, a young minister, in our Apostolic Pentecostal Church, um, the United Pentecostal Church, um, that passed away. And uh, my husband's friend in Florida, uh, Pastor David Myers, was talking about how he believed that uh, Ryan, Ryan Trimble's um, going to be more effective in his death than he was in his life, make more impact. And I just tell my husband about that, you know, and we, we marveled about that, not knowing that moment that the same is going to be true about my husband. I really 100% believe it's true. That he's going to make more impact in his death through his sermons and the little um, reels I put on Facebook, parts of his sermons. That we've got to get back to the basics of life. You know, loving God. You know, those kind of things. And rejoice not against me, O my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise. He has that on there. And the rest of that verse is when I sit in darkness, the Lord should be a light unto me. We didn't have that part on the, on the reel. But those kind of things, they're being shared. And I, I get notices that over 500 people have seen this. Over 1.K people have saw this other reel and so forth. You know, it's out there. Whereas before, it was just on a cassette tape sitting in a drawer. You know, and only the people that heard it the night that he preached it years ago. Maybe 100 people heard it. But now so many more people are hearing parts of it. 
you know, so that's true. What we do for